Hi friend, if you love the information you hear in the podcast, then you will love the free mini series of videos that I've put together just for you. It's all about the biblical blueprint for health and teaches you exact principles I've taught to thousands of Christian women that result in weight loss, better sleep, increased energy, clearer skin, and sharper brains. You can go to thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries to grab this free set of short, powerful teachings that will show you how to create better health God's way. It's at thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries. Go check it out now. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? Today's episode on Pentecost, power, purpose, and protein is inspired by several things. First of all, we just have to point out that I love the alliteration. That's why my children's initials are all BBs. Even my husband is a BB. I am the only unalliterized person in the house. I don't think that's a word, but you know what I mean. Anyway, that's not why I chose today's topic, but it makes me very happy and totally works to bring together both the spiritual and physical message of what we're going to talk about. What really inspired it is that 10 Times Stronger is starting in about a week, the first Monday of May, which happens to be May 1st, and Pentecost is happening at the end of May. It's on May 28th. Pentecost is the time in the church calendar that we honor and celebrate the gift of receiving the Holy Spirit. And it's basically the birthday of the church. The word Pentecost comes from the Greek word Pentecostos, which means 50. And it was 50 days after Easter when the Holy Spirit came over the apostles and they started spreading the news of Jesus Christ, preaching the gospel. So the date of Pentecost changes each year based on the timing of Easter Sunday. But Pentecost and the birth of the church coincide with the Jewish celebration of the Feast of Weeks, which historically was celebrated to give thanks to God for the wheat harvest and also honor the anniversary of God giving the Ten Commandments. And the Feast of Weeks was one of three required events alongside Passover and another feast called the Feast of Tabernacles, that Jewish men were required to travel to Jerusalem each year. So there were a lot of people in Jerusalem on the day God decided to reveal and bestow the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is obviously not a coincidence because God's timing is always perfect and purposeful. So the town was packed because all the people were there for the Feast of Weeks. So there were a lot of witnesses to this event. And we know, you know, the disciples were in the upper room in prayer and anticipation of what to do. And so here's what it says in Acts 2 about how this came together. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. 
Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And I'm just going to interject here to say that was because of the Feast of Weeks. Okay, back to scripture. And it says, when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Okay, so what ensues is that Peter ends up preaching to all of these people that were gathering and wondering what is going on. And so Peter is explaining what's happening. And as he is preaching and explaining all this, the the people realized that Jesus was the Messiah. Okay, so in scripture, it says, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off for all whom the Lord our God will call. And scripture goes on to tell us that 3,000 people accepted Jesus and were baptized that day that we know as Pentecost, 50 days after Easter. It was truly a happy, happy birthday of Christianity. Now, here's the scripture that really inspired um, today's podcast. I actually did a sermon on the couch on it a few weeks ago. So if you saw that, you might be familiar with it. And in case you don't know what my sermons on the couch are, every week I do a short two-minute video linking scripture to a health topic. And I share it in social media and I email it to everyone on my Sunday send out list. And if you're not on that list already, you can get on it in several ways. You can sign up on my website. I'll put a link in the show notes. But it's the best way to get information directly from me so you don't miss any important dates or tips. Okay, so here's the verse that really inspired today's podcast. And it comes from 2 Corinthians 4.10. It says, We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. And it's really a perfect verse to contemplate as we bridge this gap between Easter and Pentecost. Think about what it's saying. We carry around the death of Jesus in our body so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. What do we use to share the good news of Jesus Christ? We use our body. Most of us sorely underappreciate our bodies as vessels of the Holy Spirit, as bodies that carry the love of Christ into the world. And yet, that is the most important thing we do in our body. We just get so focused on the fat and the wrinkles and the creaky joints and how we failed in some way or another, instead of the miraculousness and the gift that is our body, by which without... Christianity wouldn't exist. Think of the first body to know Jesus had risen, Mary Magdalene. She used her body to run and tell the others. The apostles, commissioned to carry the gospel message to the world, used their bodies to make that happen. 
They used their legs and their feet to move from place to place. They told people about Jesus with their mouths and their tongues. They used their arms and their hands to hug and heal and baptize. Christianity wouldn't exist without them, and it won't exist without you and your body continuing to share and live out the gospel. The word apostle comes from a Greek word that means one who is sent off to convey a message. Like the apostles, we are called to convey the message of Jesus Christ. For most of us, that doesn't mean hitting the dusty road on foot or baptizing people in a river or restoring one's eyesight. But it does mean being vessels that love, that bless, and that are the light of Christ in our everyday lives. It starts in our homes with our families, you know, having the energy and the good mood and the patience and the kindness and the forgiveness to give them those things that we quite often extend to other people, but not to the people under our own roof. They sometimes get our leftovers and not the best of us. Um, It also means having a sharp brain for our work and the mobility to go where we are called to help and the smile to give a stranger and the encouraging word to give a friend. You know, do we have the energy and the gumption to do these things? It starts with a healthy body. When we wear a cross around our neck or on a t-shirt or displayed in our home, do the actions of our body, do the words that come from our mouth, do they match the meaning of that symbol? We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. What are we revealing in our body? How is our body serving our Lord? How are we expanding God's kingdom? Those are the questions we need to be thinking about. There's a saying that the church is always one generation away from extinction. We need bodies showing up to do the kingdom work we are called to do. And from a health perspective, that is why we take care of ourselves. Not to be a certain size or scale number, but to be vessels that reveal the life of Jesus through our body. And our vessels, they come in all shapes, sizes, and shades. And you know what? The Lord needs all of us, all hands on deck, to spread the message that he is risen. And so all of that brings me to the fourth P of the day. We've talked about Pentecost. We've talked about the power of receiving the Holy Spirit. We've talked about the purpose of our body. The final P is for protein, which may seem like a random caboose at the end of those (laughs) other powerful P words. But I'm telling you, if I had to pick one piece of advice that would make a huge and quick impact on the health of your body... So it could show up in the powerful way we're talking about, it would be to eat more protein. Most people do not, um, and they what they don't know or understand or realize is that the way they are eating is making them more tired and cranky and achy and foggy and depressed and heavy. And not only that, But living with a mind so consumed by how poorly they feel physically crowds out the focus on how they live spiritually. It prevents them from showing up into all God created them to be. 
part of our purpose is also to use the unique gifts and talents that God has given us. I once um, heard a saying, or actually this question posed, which is this, do you know where you can find the most potential in the world? And the answer is, in a cemetery. And while that is very macabre (laughs) to think about, it's sadly true. Most people do not live into the amazing and unique gifts that God has given them. They don't live fully into the special way they were meant to bless the world. It doesn't mean they didn't live a good life or bless people. It means they went to the grave with so much more in them. Since my father-in-law recently passed away, I've been in a lot of deep thought about this, about life and about not waiting to live out your purpose and your goals, whether that's to take care of your body, take a trip, or take a chance on your dream. The time is now. Life is precious. It is short. This is not a drill. You know, now is the time. I'm here to help in the take care of your body part. That is my purpose. My purpose is also to get more people on the ground doing the kind of work that I do, teaching functional health through a biblical framework. That's what we're doing in the School of Christian Health and Nutrition, which, by the way, was and still is one of those big, fat, scary goals that I felt God led me to do. It is going so well, but it's a lot of hard work, you know, and we started it during one of the busiest, most challenging seasons of life for me personally. Uh, I've kind of shared that with y'all over the last year, and it's just um, hasn't let up. We'll just say that. <laughs> um, could I have waited for a less stressful time? Yes, but who knows when that's ever going to be, right? There's never the perfect time, but it's always perfect in God's timing. What he calls you to, he will see you through. And he has given us, Carly and I, 37 of the most wonderful, hardworking, inquisitive, dedicated students who also had to take a chance and leap toward their goal by joining the Christian Health Practitioner Program. And so by the end of the year, we will have that many more people doing this kind of work in the world, which is so needed. And you know what one of the top three needle movers we have taught them in the nutrition module? Get more protein. Specifically, we teach to prioritize getting 30 grams of protein at the first meal of the day as one of the most effective health changes somebody can make. In 10 Times Stronger, I teach a protein distribution strategy or protein pacing goal, which has two components to it. Number one is getting 30 grams of protein at each meal. And number two is prioritizing the meals at which you get those 30 grams. There are several reasons we do this, but a main one is that 30 grams at each meal gives us a better chance at stimulating muscle protein synthesis, which is the way your body uses amino acids to build and repair muscle. So also in 10 times stronger, we are working to build muscle, you know, for good longevity and as a major anti-aging strategy. There's one essential amino acid called leucine that is key to initiating muscle protein synthesis. And we need about two and a half to three grams of it at one sitting to get enough to support that process, which you can usually get from 30 grams of animal protein. 
Now, the amount of leucine differs in individual proteins, but it is much higher and more bioavailable in animal-based proteins, as are all of the essential amino acids, which is why we focus on them. If you're trying to get leucine from plant, uh, plant proteins, which remember are really carbohydrates with proteins in them. Plant foods are not primary protein foods. They are not complete proteins. So you have to eat a lot more at one sitting to reach that leucine threshold. And as I've talked about in many podcasts, trying to get all of your essential amino acids from plant foods is just not as efficient. And you risk overeating carbohydrates, which end up getting stored as fat on the body. And so that's obviously working against our goal of leaning out and reducing fat mass. But we need that leucine because it's basically what turns on the ignition of muscle protein synthesis and makes way for the rest of the essential amino acids to come in and work their magic. So that's why we target 30 grams per meal. Other good reasons to distribute your protein intake throughout the day is that it stabilizes blood sugar, helps reduce cravings, helps prevent from overeating, um, which is great. And it's just really an effective route to getting you lean. In 10 times stronger, we work up to the goal of getting 30 grams of protein at each meal because it ends up being a lot. And so instead of everybody coming into the program and we just like, okay, here's your goal, going straight to 90 grams or 120 grams of protein a day, we work on this protein distribution strategy week by week. So week one, we work on breakfast or the first meal of your day whenever you break your fast. Ideally, that's going to be by 10 a.m. when we're talking about muscle protein synthesis because it's strong in the morning. It's strong um, by, you know, before that 10 a.m. time. You might remember the podcast I did with Melissa McAllister, and we talked all about this. And we talked about the advantage of having an earlier feeding window versus a later feeding window. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's a really good one. It's episode 194. And we talk a lot about protein and fasting. So check that out. But we want to capitalize on that um, optimized time for muscle protein synthesis. So if we get that 30 grams by 10am, that's going to be really helpful. In week two, we add in getting 30 grams of protein at dinner. Week three, we bring it in at lunch. And then week four is an optional additional 30 gram meal or snack, or we might utilize a protein powder or an essential amino acid supplement. Most people are not getting that much protein a day. And so by slowly building it up week by week, we're not overstressing the body and the digestive system. We're giving it time to adjust. We're saying, hey, body, I'm making some changes here. So work with me. You know, so often we just radically change our diet overnight and expect our body to just, you know, get on board with it and just do it all perfectly. It just, but really it throws our body for a loop. You know, when, if you suddenly add in a ton more protein all at once, you're going to have a harder adjustment period. So we take it step by step, uh, week by week, check in with our body, make sure we're digesting well, pooping well, you know, all those important body engine functions that need to be happening. And the reason we work on breakfast first, then dinner, then lunch, is that we first prioritize replenishing your amino acids after the overnight fast. So in addition to um, optimizing that muscle protein synthesis, um, we want to replenish the amino acids, start our day that way. Your body works hard 
uh, to detox and repair while you're sleeping. And that's why getting good sleep is so important. And getting enough amino acids from protein is so important. So your body has the raw material to use for repair. You know, amino acids are the building blocks of the body. So whether your body is repairing muscle tissue, because you did your 10 times stronger workout, or it's repairing gut lining, so you aren't perpetually in a leaky gut situation, or it's rebuilding your skin cells, so you have, you know, good skin cell turnover, it's really important that you have those amino acids, and that you sleep so the body can do its work. So we prioritize breakfast that first meal of the day to replenish what you used overnight. Then we prioritize dinner so that you have a nice little wallop of amino acids going into your night of detox and repair. And then we prioritize lunch, you know, and a lot of people don't even eat three meals a day. Maybe they just eat two and that's fine. We can work with that. These are all things we talk out during our weekly uh, Q&A Zoom calls during 10 times stronger. So that is the P for protein. It's definitely a very strategic approach. Um, I came across a Bible verse from Luke 14, 28, as I was preparing for this podcast, which reminded me of 10 times stronger and this protein distribution strategy that we use. God never ceases to amaze me in the way he makes these verses pop out at me and see them in the light of health and nutrition. That is actually what started me doing my sermon on the couch in the first place. Um, And it's been the anchor in everything I do. But that verse from Luke says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Good point, right? Well, the same applies if you want to build a strong, healthy body tower. You have to determine your protein needs and make sure you're getting enough throughout the day. A healthy body Um, doesn't just happen. You have to make it happen. It takes a little planning. And protein are the bricks of your tower, of your body. Okay. Um, So as we move into the month of May and build toward that day of Pentecost, I hope you'll join us in 10 times stronger as we focus on building a healthier holy temple, a healthier body tower with more protein, more muscle, and more Jesus. It's just a great way to actively engage your entire being, body, mind, and spirit. You can sign up on my website or in the link in the show notes. I also have a great resource to get you started. It's my 30 grams of protein guide, which gives you ideas on how to reach that 30 gram threshold so we can stimulate muscle protein synthesis. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes, or you can go to my website and find it under free guides. Um, That will also automatically put you on my Sunday send out list so you can get all of these things directly emailed to you and stay up to date on the various programs and ways to work with me. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. 
Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.